Chad Morris, coach, you were in this position a year ago, and now you're back after it again. How's it feel? Well, excited to be back. Uh, excited to bring three young men back that are extremely hungry, excited. Uh, i got to figure out how to get shirts like you got on today. Now <laughs> That's what I should be wearing today. But, uh, no, excited to be here. Excited to, you know, when you get to this point, in the summer and SEC Media Days kick off, uh, it just means one thing, and that's football season's on us. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about the players that you decided to bring, because obviously these are three players that have been around the program for a long time, uh, guys that were pivotal in the team last year and the roles that they played. Just why why choose those three players first, and what have they meant to your team, not only last season, but heading in the spring and in the summer, heading into the fall? What have, what have they meant to you? Well, you always look at the leaders of your team, um, and when you look at so uh, and you look at Scooter. Uh, those two young men are, are leaders of this football team. And for us to be successful this year, um, these two guys have got to command the leadership of that locker room and, and of that football team. And so um, that, that's one of the reasons why, outside of their great football players, and we know that, uh, you know, Sosa had one of the best years he's had last year. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to come back, make the commitment to moving inside. 100%, change his body, uh, focus on graduating. It was a 4.0 student last semester. Uh, a young man that's got his priorities in order. And um, so that just shows you the hunger level that he has. And then you look at Sosa. Um, and Sosa being a, a, a guy that led the SEC in tackles and uh, just the, the leadership he commands. He's not very vocal. Uh, but that's okay. Not all leaders have to, to be vocal. But uh, uh, And then offensively, to bring Devois Whaley, a young man that's uh, kind of been injury-bitten injury um, during his career here. But when he is healthy, he's, he's definitely a factor. Um, so, again, a young man that uh, represents who we are and what we're about. Coach, you mentioned all three of those players, all three seniors, and looks like just looking at the proposed depth chart or, or what's likely, you're going to have about 10 seniors roughly starting for you this year. It's also going to be important to develop some of these young guys for down the road when the, when, when you're really looking to make that, that turn here with the program. Uh, how has the four-game redshirt rule and blending those guys in going to affect the way you manage some of these players and their playing time this year? Well, right now on our roster, we have 52 freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and walk-on freshmen. Wow. And in another 28, I believe, that are uh, sophomores. So this is a very young football team. Um, but we also understand we got 16 seniors that we have this year. And these 16 guys uh, have been through a lot in this program. And, you know, their leadership and, and, and what they want to leave their legacy this season and for this program for years to come uh, will, will be determined this year. And so I think that they're, they're, they're a group that uh, uh, I, I want them to be able to pass on the torch of what Razorback football is supposed to be about, being competitive each, each and every week and being a consistent winner each and every week. Coach, I want to ask you, obviously, uh, when you were in this position last year, your first SEC media days, you got to see what it was all about. And now that you've gone through a year in this league, I know it's cliche to ask what have you learned, but just what are some of the things that has really stood out to you as a head football coach getting into the SEC, going through a year of the whole process? What's been some of the biggest things you've learned? Well, we've learned a lot in year one. Um, one is you, you, you understand that um, each play – uh, and, and each each team um, definitely has you know a life of its own, and um, and so as this season will as well. This team will have their own life, and uh, and so you you know you learn to take take things day to day. 
Uh, you learn that, the, that this is a line of scrimmage league and you better have depth in the O-line and the D-line. Uh, that's been a big one. Uh, you better have a consistent guy uh, at the quarterback position that, that commands uh, uh, great respect for the entire football team. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we're learning this year and by, by, by me, by our staff, uh, by our players. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and our players probably would be the first to tell you to understand exactly what's expected of them uh, from a culture standpoint. From the outside looking at everybody thinks everybody has an opinion about play calling, and you talked some about that last year. What what conversations maybe you could share with us, or what's the style going to be, or how's the play calling going to go? Just to put it simply, how's play calling going to be handled this year with you and your staff? Yeah, well, our philosophy offensively doesn't change. We want to be a hurry up, no huddle football team, um, and, and I think that we've done a great job. Uh, since the end of the season and, and continuing to develop our roster and going out and, and, and recruiting at a high level and, uh, and also being able to, to attract some quality transfers uh, that will help us become better in that area in, in year two. Uh, from a play calling standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm heavily involved with Coach Craddock and, and will be more involved this year than I've ever been with, with him. And uh, and so, but he is our offensive coordinator, and but he and I work extremely good together. Coach, I have to ask you about this because I saw the pictures. Sosa Aguin has a doll. Yes. It's, it's a Chucky doll, I believe. Can you give us the story behind that and what it means? Yeah, I, you know, I, I won't... I won't take all of what he wants to share but okay. uh his it's from his his cousin that that uh was 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 killed about a year ago oh wow and so it, it has a significant meaning to him and he travels uh with it everywhere he goes okay well that's a that's a great story because I, I saw that and I, and I was curious about that i'm sure there was sadly some sort of storyline yeah. to it all uh but uh, obviously another question i want to get into with you is with this upcoming football season obviously the pressures of the sec a lot of people expect you know they want to win now win now win now and i know you You've made a lot of changes on your roster. You've brought in some other guys along. Uh, but the one I want to talk to you about is the quarterback situation because you have Ben Hicks who went through spring. You had the addition of Nick Starkle. How's the quarterback situation going to be handled in fall camp? Is it open competition, just going at it, seeing who's going to – are you leaning towards one way? How are you going to go about that in fall? You know, with – let's go back. At the end of last year, um, we knew – one that we needed to be in the quarterback market heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't because we didn't like the guys that were on our roster. It was the fact that we had to improve our overall roster, and that started with that position, um, and create more competition. Uh, you know, we, we, we lost two to the transfer portal. We had an idea that uh, if Connor had a really good year, that this could happen. So we really needed to be active. Uh, ben Hicks, uh, which has played in this offense, has been in this exact Zach spot of two and ten before, um, and knows how to get out of it. Uh, w- was a young man that 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 was we were very active with. Uh, once he wanted to come to Arkansas, we thought that would be a great addition to us and our team. It, it really benefited our quarterback room. It allowed John Stephen Jones to really uh, continue his development. Had a great spring, got a lot of reps, um, but then to bring Nick Starkle in in June uh, has really elevated that entire position and uh, he's played in this league he's won in this league there for a while people thought he was gonna be the starter yeah and so uh, you know as we go into fall camp it'll be really good about how uh, the the competition goes it is uh, uh, you know it is a, a, an open battle and will be through camp mm-hmm. uh, um, you know coming out of spring Ben was our guy uh, but we, we felt that I mean because of just the, the, the comfort level of the offense and, and the development so but that that's 
that's if we started tonight. But, you yeah. know, this is going to be a great battle going into camp. I know you're excited about it, and I know we're excited about it, Coach. Really appreciate you joining us. Chad Morris, head coach of the Arkansas Razorback football team. Enjoy the rest of SEC media days. Don't let them ha- handle you too much up there. All right, Coach? <laughs> It'll be good. Appreciate you. Thank you. Go Hogs. There you go. Coach Chad Morris. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Welcome in Marcus Spears, SEC Network analyst, dealing with a little chest cold, but appreciate you joining us regardless, man. Man, no problem. I would have put on some better threads if I knew you guys were, like, streaming, but nah, it's cool, man. Appreciate you having me. Well, and it's great to have you. There's a lot of things going on. Obviously, today is the day for Arkansas Razorbacks and Chad Morris to head to the big podium and talk to the media, and I just want your thoughts and opinions. I like getting an outsider's perspective because we know in the state of Arkansas what the expectation is, what the feeling's like, but just from your thoughts and opinions on Chad Morris after that abysmal year one, heading into year two, what's what's your feeling about him and the direction in this upcoming season for the Hogs? Well, yeah, I mean, last year I got killed for saying it was going to be a tough season for Arkansas. When you implement a new system like that, you got a coach that hadn't, I know Chad Morris was at Clemson, and a lot of people brought that up and what he did, and I believe he's a good coach. But I believe in his system you have to have the right type of players, and you just don't walk into the building with the guys that can operate mm-hmm. at the highest level of what you're trying to do. So it was going to be a learning curve. And um, hopefully second year, look, most fans want to see progression. All right? Now, how many wins that that – I don't know. I'm not – like, I left the prediction business a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> but all you want to do is see progression. You want to see he has a hold – on what he's trying to do. You want to see remnants of the success every once in a while. And and Arkansas did let the latter part of the season play better mm-hmm. than they played um, all season. So it's just one of those deals, man, where it's tough. This, this is a tough league. Yeah. This is not like you don't just walk into the – especially in the West for how it's been for so many years and, and expect a new coach to do his thing. And people will say, well, Jimbo – Walked into A&M and won so many games. A&M had dudes, and mm-hmm. Jimbo was running systems that those dudes had been in for a while. So it's just a it's a learning curve. And it's also about your personnel. It's about depth. It's about your QB. Mm-hmm. It's about, especially for Chad Morris, who's on the outside. It just takes time, man. Yeah, and, and that was the thing is because there's a lot to choose from from last year. But just looking at it, what would you say would be the biggest thing that they have to fix this year? to have that vast improvement? Because, again, there's a lot to choose from. But just in your opinion, what was the glaring issue last year that if they shored up this year, it would really make a difference? Well, it's two things. It's consistency from the quarterback position. Obviously, that's always an issue. And and better in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I like McTelvin the game. I like Dijon Harris. I think the front seven will be okay because usually when you have guys, studs like that, you can get guys around them to play better. Um and then just production mm-hmm. offensively, right? You, Chad Morris came in with so much enthusiasm and so much hype and was talking about they want to go fast and we're going to practice, we're going to speed it up. And all of those things sound great until you line down in a team running the ball 50 times a game <laughs> or you line down and you realize that these, these DBs are fast and they play man-to-man and zone and, and guys are dialing it up. So it's just it's, it's a different approach. And that doesn't mean Chad Morris is not a good coach because I think he is. It just takes time to adjust to this when you've never yeah. been in it. Um, and, and 
you know, you guys cover SEC. We try to tell people that this league is different. But until you see it on a consistent basis or until you do it on a consistent basis, we've heard coaches come up here and say, I know a lot more now than I knew before I started mm-hmm. coaching in this conference. So it just takes time, man. All right, just real quick before I let you get a real quick yep. answer to you. I have Alabama winning the West. Yep. I say LSU's got the best chance. Do you agree with that? Uh, LSU has the best chance, but it's also Jekyll and Hyde with Auburn. We never yeah. know. And Auburn <laughs> got some ball players coming back. Man. Yeah, so I know. We'll see. But LSU right now looks like the ba- the biggest contender in the West. Yeah, it should, should be a great year in the SEC West. Marcus Spears, college football analyst for the SEC Network. Get to feeling better, man. All right, Get you a fit, it, man. fist bump there, man. One. All right, you too as All well, right. man. Really appreciate Thank it. You. There you go. There's Marcus Spears. We're joined by Scooter Harris, linebacker for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Appreciate you hopping on with us, man. What do you think of uh, SEC Media Day so far? Man, thanks for having me. Uh, I think it's you know pretty wild so far. You know, just a lot of fans. You know, just sitting here, um, just waiting on us. You know, just cheering on for us. And it's really, it's really special, man. Uh, you know, I'm just blessed to be here. Well, let me ask you about from where you were at at this point last year. Obviously, new coach Chad Morris. There was a lot of mystery. There was a lot of unknown. And now you're heading in here into the second year. What would you just say for you personally has been the biggest difference in your mindset and your body? Just everything from just a year ago to where you're at now. I just think you know, just just coming in my last year, um, just having a better understanding about everything. You know, you know, just my body, you know, on and off the field things. Um, I just learned a lot, you know, with this staff. You know, that, that I did learn, you know, with the previous staff, and you know, just try to you know, you know take everything to to another step right now. And I think you know, me coming back my last year benefited me a lot. So so, you know, I'm just anxious. How important is it for, I mean, obviously you're one of the leaders on the defense. That's why you're with us at SEC Media Days. But setting the pace for this defense on and off the field, do you feel like that's a role you, that you've you got to take on this year? Yeah, you know, just been, uh, I think, one of the guys with the most experience on the defense and, you know, just been three-year starter now um, and, as, and a senior now. So um, on and off the field, you know, my leadership, you know, is very important. You know, I have a lot of guys looking at me even when I don't know it. And I'm not expecting, you know, and they're watching my every move. Let me ask you about the rest of the linebackers that you're going to be playing alongside. Obviously, Dre Greenwell moved on from last year. You had some young guys like a bumper pool that's going to be yeah. entering in his second year. What's the linebacker crew look like right now from uh, what they looked like to a year ago, and what's kind of the expectation you have for each other? I think right now, you know, my ex- my expectation you know, as a senior is just being the most, you know, um, having the most um, time of you know, just playing on that. My expectation for everyone, everybody is high, and it's the same for everyone. And I think bumper took on you know, a bigger role by me being hurt this spring. You know, he kind of grew grew up you know faster than what he he wanted to and what everybody else expected so you know, I'm just anxious to see what this linebacker room could do because you know, these these guys did a lot in the spring you know for for themselves so I'm just just want to see what they're gonna do for this team now and Grant Morgan probably grew a lot in the spring uh, you know football wise and football IQ wise and, and really having an opportunity you mentioned your injury and being out in the spring it gave Grant Morgan another opportunity yeah it does get Grant Morgan and, um, you know with the younger guys I think Chief right now is doing an uh, excellent job you know cross training everyone right now Mike and Will so you know our motto is the, the next best linebacker up is not a Mike or Will by position with us um, you know so I think all those guys that's getting cross trained is, is the next guy up and, you know I'm feeling confident right now we could throw any of our younger linebackers out there inside me, you know, it'll be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about Chief. You mentioned John Chavis. Uh, he's a guy that's been around for a long time, and I know that when he got injured into the mix and the coaching staff with Arkansas, there was a lot of expectations there. Just in, in what have you felt like in his
his development as a coach and, and the changes that he's made and how, how he's helped you and your development as an individual on this defense? Well, I think, you know, just, just speaking on Chief and the other linebackers, you know, just me and Chief conversations, um, you know, this offseason, he, he was, you know, just trying to find better ways to help each and every one of those younger guys learn, you know, in their own type of way. And I think Chief have a better understanding in year two than year one and he had, you know, and as for me as a player, you know, he just always try to, you know, makes me better. He talks about the next level with me. You know, I need to start bettering myself for the next level now. And if I can make myself better for the next level now, it'd be even better for his team. Better mustache, John Chavis or Steve Caldwell? <laughs> Steve Caldwell. Steve Caldwell. <laughs> All right. Thought there would be some debate there, but it was, it was pretty please, easy. I, I hope Chief didn't hear that. Steve Caldwell. <laughs> well, you know, that, and that's what's funny is because the defense obviously was having to go through some struggles last year as well. Yeah. And then this year I know the expectation continues to rise. But for, for what you've seen around just the defense in general, the defensive line, the, the secondary, there's been some new additions there in the recruiting element. Yeah. Just as a collective group of you guys, has anything changed as far as mindsets, as far as your mental approach to the game this upcoming season? I mean, how's that group collectively developing? I think as defense right now, mindset has changed. But I think it's overall as a team now, mindset. But, you know, just speaking at defensive-wise, I, I, I'm pretty, you know, confident right now in our first two or three units right now. Um, we've been doing a good job, you know, as a senior leaders like me and Sosa and, you know, the rest of those guys. And offseason workouts, just trying to keep continuing to build depth, you know, with the younger guys. And, you know, the more depth we have, that's what's been killing us over the past few years, I think. The longer we can sustain the games, you know, and stick in there. And once we do come down those close games at the end, I think we could pull away, you know, because we have a lot of depth built up. You started thinking about the fact that it's your senior season. There's, what, six, I think Chad Moore said there's 16 seniors on this roster. You're yeah. you're the leader amongst of them. I mean, this this is it. Uh, yeah. Final final year. I mean, are you mentally approaching this season any differently than the previous years? Yeah, I'm mentally approaching it um, differently. Um, I think it's because of my leadership. My leadership role had to, had to grow a lot, you know, faster on and off the field um, for the team instead of just being for the defense, you know, just taking that role on. Uh, that role on, you know, been very serious for me. And I'm not really concerned about it being, you know, my last year. I'm not trying to think about it as much through the offseason. But see, now I have five months left, so it's kind of starting to hit me now. It's going by a lot quicker than I expected. All right, Scooter, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm out here, and I got to do my predictive order of a finish. I got to do my all-SEC team. You are listed as an option for all-SEC linebacker. Can you give me a little bit of a, a political statement on why I should vote you into the all-SEC team this year? I mean, I think, you know, you're looking as an SEC linebacker. I bring everything, you know, that you're looking for, size, speed, speed and, you know, just physicality. Um, my production, you know, hasn't fell off. It always been taking, you know, bigger strides each year, you know, and I just want to continue to do that. I mean, like I say, though, if, if I'm not on the SEC team, it's just going to be a lot of more motivation for me. You know, but if I am, I just take the list, congratulate myself because I feel like I earned it, and, you know, and just move on. What do you think about my man bringing in CAA football 14? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually watching it, and I've just seen a big hit on Rakeen. I try to hold my back. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we uh, we, we actually got, got the updated <laughs> rosters roster on it. And, and here's the thing, and I'm not lying about this, Scooter. You were the highest rated player on Arkansas's roster this year. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I, I feel really good about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel really good. You know, I'm honored about it. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that means a lot to you. It means a lot, dude. Yeah. It does. Yeah, well, Scooter Harris, linebacker for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Appreciate you stopping in, man. Enjoy the rest of SEC Media Does. Don't let it get to you, man. It, it, we're all just having fun out here, appreciate all right? Appreciate you all having me. All right, appreciate it. That's Scooter Harris. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.